0: Start a new series. We'll we'll call this a mini series. It's going to be under 15 weeks, okay? (laughs) Under that. You guys remember when we did the book of Acts? It went like almost a whole year. Almost. But anyway, Jesus said some words in Matthew chapter 11 that I want to read this morning. In verse 28, He said this, he said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Those are the words that just came to me in my heart this week is those words, come to me. Jesus spoke those words, and, you know, he wasn't saying uh, the context of it was this. He was saying, you know, hey, come and get strength from me. Get your strength from me. He wasn't really saying, you know, know, eventually we're going to all come to him. We're going to die or go in the rapture and we're going to go to heaven. This isn't what he's talking about here. He's talking about coming to him and getting the spiritual sustenance that we need to thrive right here on planet Earth. You know, that's, hey, Danielle, that's what, that's God's plan for you, is to thrive. Well, I'm not thriving right now. I feel down. I feel like I'm barely getting by. Hey, we get it. I think we've all been there. But in the midst of these times when we're feeling like that, here we got Jesus giving us this invitation, saying, come to me, come to me, come to me. I mean, it's such a broad scope. I could think about it 44 years ago. I, I answered that call, and I came to him, and I, I got born again, you know? That was amazing. But you see, this is a daily thing. This, is a, this isn't just being born again. It, it includes that. But it's beyond that. It's like daily living. You see, every day, we can come to him. We can come to him. You see, he said these words over 2,000 years ago. But they speak to us today. They speak to parents. No show of hands, but parents, have you ever needed Jesus? (laughs) It's kind of like these cute little things come home with you. You know, I remember when, when Kara was born, you know, I was like, wow, I was so excited and everything. You know, and I was at the hospital. We were there for a few days, and, and I mean, anytime the baby needed changes, I'd, I'd ring the button. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, this little creature came to our place of living, and it was like, oh, there's no more buttons. <laughs> All of a sudden, it was my button getting pushed. <laughs> Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. You know, maybe you're, you're, you're you know, there's kids. Jesus said, come to me. Maybe your kids are dealing with, with parents, you know, or grandparents. And, and Jesus sees the predicament. He sees the challenges that you face. And he says, come to me. I got stuff for you. I've got strength for you. You know, maybe you're a single person. You know, there's, there's a lot of great things about being single. You know, a lot of times, single people, they're thinking about getting married. And I, I, I'll tell you right off, marriage is great, too. But I'll also tell you this, enjoy where you're at right now. Enjoy where you're at right now. Yeah, amen. Monique, you enjoy it, too. Yeah, praise the Lord. Yeah. There, you, you are absolutely right. There's good things in both. Jesus said, come to me. He was talking to, to type A people. Do you know what a type A person is? Does that terminology strike a chord with anybody? Type A people are, are administrative. They're, they're get it done. And, and uh, you know, I, I, we used to have somebody that worked here at the church that was definitely, I used to call, it was a woman, and I said, I said you're like a rhino. You just go out there, and you plow ahead, and you get stuff done. like, yeah. Some know who I'm talking of. In any case, Jesus was talking to them. He was talking to business owners. He was talking to employees. He was talking to all of us in whatever we're going through. He was saying, he was given this invitation. He was saying, guys, come to me. Come to me there's strength that you'll find in my presence strength for living strength for moving forward strength you know god wants us to stand strong you know i was just perusing the new testament and the and the old this week about strength and my goodness we could do a whole series on it because it's all over and i find that whenever the apostle paul would pray he'd pray Lord, give them strength. Show them your strength. Help them to step out of the stuff that they're trying to muster up and step into the stuff that you have that, that'll just get the job done. In fact, in Ephesians 3.16, is just a classic one. And, and I'm going to read this out of the Amplified Bible. He said, Paul, and it's, it's, it's like in the middle of a prayer, kind of towards the beginning, but, you know, he, he said this. He's praying for believers like you and me. And he said that he'd, you'd grant them out of the rich treasury of your glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit. Himself indwelling your innermost being and personality. Wow, is that possible? He could dwell and, and inhabit your innermost being and personality. You know, God gave you a personality. Do you know that? That's one of the cool things about human beings is they've got personality. And, you know, we're all a little bit different, you know. And that's, that's so cool. It just is how God made us. We don't need to try to be and imitate somebody else. You can be influenced by other people, but be the person God made you to be. There's a strength that he has. There's a strength. And and, and sometimes, you know, I have to wake up to that, you know. Like life can get challenging, you know, and and the day-to-day can be a grind. But, But sometimes I just, like Paul was praying for believers, I need to tap into that prayer and receive it and open my eyes and say, man, I've been trying to do it on my own. I'm stepping into your strength, God. And I'm telling you, the situation may not change at all, but when I change, things are different. When you change, things are different. There is a strength that's there for today. Paul said it like this in, in the book of uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 10. He said, therefore, I take pleasure in, in infirmities and in reproaches and in needs, in persecutions and distresses. For Christ's sake, for when I'm weak, then I'm strong. That sounds like such a funny thing to say, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. But I, how many get that? How do you know it? It's like you come to the end of yourself and you go, Oh, I don't have any more, but oh, oh my, it's all there for me. His strength. His strength. Man, I don't know how parents do it that aren't saved. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how anybody does it without Jesus in their life. I know for me, I was a wreck. You know, I mean, I, I I had an appearance of having it together, maybe at least I thought I did, you know, when I was 20. But 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 inside, when it got to be the real me, I was like, wow, I am helpless. I don't know what I can't. I, how do I even move forward? Jesus, Jesus is how we all move forward. Jesus, I I, I mean, I know this is a, a crazy world. And I, I, we're not going to have people come up and tell all the different crazy things they're in right now. Because I know there'd be just there'd be as many people as they're here. There'd be crazy things that are going on. But in the midst of all of it, Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. I want to give you strength. I mean, there are hardships on this wor- in this world, on this earth right now, that I tell you, they were never intended for humans to go through. But in the midst of it all, Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. I'm going to give you strength. In Deuteronomy... Chapter 33, verse 25. This is a good one. It says, your sandals shall be iron and bronze. Okay, I'm kind of going over that. But here's the part I want to focus on. It says, as your days, so shall your strength be. And this is what I want to tell you. For every day you live, there's a supply of strength. Okay? Oh, but you know, I really did good yesterday. I'm telling good, that's good. Yesterday is yesterday. Yesterday's a song by the Beatles. That's cool. But you know... (laughs) Today is today. And God has a supply of strength for you today. Today, Mick. Today. Today. He hasn't forsaken you. Thank you, Lord. In Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. Do you know the significance of Genesis chapter 3? You know, in the first two chapters of Genesis you'll find the creation of the world, everything in it, man. And and the, the different thing about Genesis 1 and 2 is that as God walked through this world, he looked around and he saw everything that he'd made and he says, wow, this is good, this is very good. Now, you can't really do that today because the world is a different place, okay? Because in Genesis 3, What happened in Genesis 3 is the fall of man. And, you know, I I, I refer to it as the fall of man, but it was more than that. It was the fall of creation, okay? Things were different after Genesis chapter 3. And Adam and Eve were different. And in verse 8, it says this about them. It says that they heard the sound of the Lord God Walking in the garden in the cool of the day, Adam and his wife, and they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. You see, that was one of the very first manifestations of fallen man. Before this time, if there was anything going on, I'm telling you, even when things were great, they walked with God. In fact, there's a scripture that I love. It says they walked with him in the cool of the day. Okay? I, I love that. You know, I, I just pictured it's the best part of the day. Do you like cherished days like, like yesterday? Was it an awesome day? I mean, you know, Dane and I went on a walk, you know, in the afternoon. It was just like, you know, just breathing it in. Looking around saying, my God, it's good to be alive. It's good to be alive living in Wisconsin on this day. Yeah, and we'll say that in January, too. <laughs> but, you know, it's good to enjoy those, those good portions of the day. And, and that's the kind of thing that Adam and Eve shared with God. They'd walk with him in the cool of the day. If there was anything they needed to know, they came to him. But after Genesis 3, in the fall of man, the fall of creation, they heard his voice. They heard him come and looking for them. You know, that's the thing about God is we may blow it. And, you know, I don't know if anybody's ever blown it like Adam and Eve blew it. They didn't just hurt themselves. They threw, they hurtled all of creation into another direction. But even with this tremendous blunder that happened, God came looking for him. God's always looking for you. You know, it's like that story, we won't turn to it, but the prodigal son who finally, you know, had a, a he had a come to Jesus moment, you might say, and said, I'm going home to my father. And, and the story there is of, of the father God and, and, and us. And, and the story that, that it shows is, is the father in this story is, is out on the road looking for the son. He's looking for him. When there's nobody coming, he's out there looking. You ever, you ever like wait for people to pick you up to go somewhere and maybe they're late? That was one of my buttons. You know, I, I, get, I, don't, get, I don't do well with that. I, I have to work on that. You know, I, I get pacing. You won't believe it, but I pace when that stuff happens. And, I, and I'll find myself going to the window and looking out. Are they here? You know, this guy, the father, dude, you know, it's like he has this anticipation. Even when there's no hope of it, it seemed. But he's looking down that road. God's looking after you. He's looking after you. He's not against you. He's for you. He wants to give you strength. I used to run from church. You know, I hear hear Pastor Stephen get up and talk about how Probably me. Probably I freaked him out in those early days when he'd come to church. He kind of knew me a little bit. I used to freak him out when, he'd, when I'd go to their concerts, you know. Then I'd freak him out. Who is it? A dad is here? A dad is in this club? Oh, my goodness. You know. Anyway. Father Paul. Yeah. I've been called that. I don't know. But, uh, man, the church used to freak me out. It's because something in me made me just run. And I couldn't wait to get out of there, if I ever found myself there. But Jesus said, come. Come unto me. The reason I think people run is they don't understand how good he is. I used to think he'd ruin my, my day. He'd ruin all my fun. He'd just make me some miserable missionary in, in, you know, Botswana. And frankly, if you're a missionary in Botswana and you're following God, it's the greatest place in the world to be. I ended up being a missionary in Haiti. There was a lot of joy in that, and, and but I just thought, you know, he'd he'd take everything fun out of my life. That he'd ruin me. My days of of enjoyment would be over. You know, I heard one preacher say, you know, that that if he ever started following God, he had a fear that God was going to make him marry this woman in the church. Like, and he said frankly, I'd rather have gone to hell than to marry that. He said that, I didn't say that. I was just repeating what I heard. God's, God's not out to take away from you. He's trying to get things to you. Okay? He's trying to get health to you. He's trying to get provision to you. And in line with what we're talking about today, he's trying to get strength to you. Huh. How many think you need to stand in God's strength? Huh. Any case... 1 Peter 5, 5 through 9, I I give this reference, and I know there's people here, this is like your favorite scripture. I like it too. He says in in verse 5, he says, Likewise, the younger people, submit yourselves to the elders, yes, and all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith. Knowing the same sufferings are experienced by your brothers in the world. My goodness, here's another verse you could do a whole series on. We're not going to do that today. But all I wanted to get across today as I was reading it is, is, you know, I mean, there is a devil out there. The first step in resisting the devil is just coming to him. Not to the devil, coming to Jesus. (laughs) Did I say that right? First step in resisting the devil is coming to him. Yeah, just in No, that isn't what it is. It's coming to Jesus. It's humbling ourselves. Humbling myself in this instant means I, I I figured out I can't do this on my own. I don't have it to do in my strength. I need His strength. I need His strength. What we're talking about today is strength. Strength from heaven. Strength from God. Strength in our innermost being. Strength that affects us in every realm of life, even our personalities. I really believe and was praying about this message that as we talk about it, that even sitting in our seats and watching online, there's like an endowment of power. There's like a manifestation of his strength turning our situations around. Being clothed with humility, I I love the way it says that, being clothed with humility. You know, when you're clothed with something, it's visible to everybody around you. And what that says to me is that that I've I've put myself in this position, kind of like Pastor Stephen's scripture for the offertory today. You know, David didn't come in with this high and mighty attitude. He came in, he's like, wow, you're my everything. What I'm doing, it's what you're doing. It's what you're doing in me. It's what you're doing through me. That's what counts. Matthew 11:29 again, Jesus said, "Take my yoke upon you, take my yoke upon you and learn from me from gentle and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. Now you know, I, I, if you're like me, I, I, a yoke, you know, is he talking about egg yolk, what's he talking about here? No, you know, I'm a, I'm a city boy. I don't really know a whole lot about farming, but a yoke, in in, in this day particularly, was a, 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 like a harness. It was something they would put on a couple, oftentimes oxen. It didn't have to be oxen, but it probably was in that day. And, and what it was is, is this, this yoke would, would, would disperse the burden so that one ox wasn't carrying it all himself. And, and, you know, Jesus is the strong one in this situation, and when I get yoked up with him, it means that he's carrying my weight. This is the invitation that he gave to us to come and get yoked up with him. Now, just put your spiritual antennas up because I want to read you some scriptures that talk about his strength, and most of these, maybe all of them, are in the Psalms. David, I believe, is somebody who, you know, wrote a lot of the Psalms. Didn't write all of them, but he wrote a lot of them. I believe he's somebody that knew how to tap into the strength of God. You know, tapping into God's strength enables us to do things so beyond who we are. Okay? Matthew 18, it says, in verse 28, it says, You'll light my lamp. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. For by you I can run against the troop. And by my God, I can leap over a wall. Wow. Sounds like track and field, but I'm telling you, he's talking about life. He's talking about the obstacles that you and I can come up against, that can come against us. And he's saying, you know, they're, they're real. I'm not saying they're not real. They're out there. But I'm saying this, that I have such a big God that I serve, that when I tap into him, he empowers me. To just leap over them like a a runner would leap over a hurdle. Psalm 27, 1, it says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? That's a good question. You know what? When, When we tap into Him, when we come to Him, there's a strength He gives us. Where we might have been afraid, but I'm telling you what, we don't need to be afraid. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid, he asks. Well, the answer is no one. The answer is no one. When our image of God and who he is and when we come to him like Jesus said, I'm telling you, we can bask in his presence to a point where, my goodness, the, the things of this world world seem like very small. And he seems very big. Hey, it's real, folks. This is talking to you. Psalm 27:14. it says, Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he'll strengthen your heart. He'll strengthen your heart. Does your heart need strengthening today? Wait, I say, on the Lord. Psalm 28, it says in verse 7, The Lord is the stre- my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I'm helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song I'll praise him. Then in chapter 29, verse 11, it says, The Lord will give strength to his people. You know what? You're his people. I'm looking out here. There's a a bunch of people here that God said, I'll give you strength. I'm going to give it to you. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Psalm 46, 1, it says, God's our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. I love that about God. He doesn't run when trouble comes. He shows up with strength. Psalm 118 says, The Lord is my strength and my song, and he's become my salvation. You know, you can get so caught up in his presence where the trials and things that have come against you just fade to a place where, where they're way out there, and God can give you a song. I know Mary Thompson over there. I know many times... She's told me about encounters she's had, you know, trials she's gone through, and a song has risen up in her heart. You know, she's even written them down. I'll tell you, those songs will give you strength. Sometimes there's a song playing in your head. Man, I tell you, let it play because it'll give you strength. It'll take you to a place where you need to be. Psalm 138, it says in verse 3, In the day when I cried out, you answered me and made me bold with strength in my soul with strength in my soul. Does your mind ever get weary? Does it ever get on the, the, the fritz, they say, you know? I don't know, maybe somebody said that once, I don't know. God's coming to strengthen your soul. That's where the battle is, is, is fought, is in our, in our head, it's, it's between our ears. You know, the battle that gets fought, you know, there's there's contradicting voices that'll come to your mind, and and I don't care if you're a Christian for a hundred years and you pray in tongues, you cast out devils and all that, you're not exempt from having thoughts come into your head. But you can come to Him and He'll give you strength in your soul. You know, I, I'm not going to turn there, but but you guys heard of Samson? Maybe I, maybe I will turn there. Samson, you know, is is, is even, even before I was a Christian, I knew who Samson was. He was this big, strong guy, you know. And, and uh, you know, you had this image in your head of, of, you know, whoever it might be, Arnold or somebody, and, and, and that's Samson, you know. But Samson didn't get his strength from going down to the gym and pumping iron. Not that I'm saying there's anything wrong with that, okay. You know, that's, that's cool if that's what you do. But Samson got his strength from the presence of God. I'll just read this. It says in... Uh, Judges 14, chapter 14, verse 5, it says, Samson went down to T- Timnah with his mother, father and mother and came to the vineyards of Timnah. Now, to his surprise, a young lion came roaring against him. I, I've never had that happen to me, you know, going on a walk and a lion comes out of the field and roars at me, you know. Over the years, Dana and I have had a couple snakes, and, and I, I almost, she almost tackled, she almost jumped into my arms, like, oh, you know, she'll inevitably, she sees it before I do. In fact, one time, about a year ago, two years ago, we were walking down the, the road we walk on, and there was a, a dead snake in the road, and we were, we, were, we were about to approach it, and we noticed our neighbors were walking towards us, and our neighbors at that time are, are notorious walkers. They don't just walk the field once. They walk it four or five times. They get all their steps in, you know, in, in a shot, and, and they were just watching us intently, and we got up you know, closer and closer to that snake. And of course, Dana's eyes fall upon it. And she was like, ah, it just was really dramatic, you know. And when we got to the neighbors, they said, we are just watching Dana to see what she would do. <laughs> so, you know, Samson, he's out with his mom and dad, having a family time, walking down the road, and a young lion comes out. Verse 6, it says, this is what I wanted to read. It says, the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he tore the lion apart. Sorry if you love lions, Anyway. They're cool. I like them in the zoo where I can look at them behind bars or in a pit or whatever. But on the field, no. But Samson, the Spirit of God came on him, okay? And it gave him strength, strength. Jesus said this in John 7, We're winding down. I'm going to have Pastor Stephen come up in a minute or so. He that on that last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, said, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me. There he said it again. Come to me and drink. You see, all that he is and all that he has and he has it all, it's there for you. He says, come to me. Draw on my supply. Don't be satisfied, you know, with strength as you'd have it, but draw from, from me is what he's telling us. Lay hold on it. I'll end with this scripture, Isaiah 41, 10. It says, Fear not, for I'm with you. Be not dismayed, for I'm your God. I'll strengthen thee. Yeah, I'll help thee. And I'll uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Father, I just thank you for every person here today, every person watching online. I thank you that we have a turnaround in our minds. We have a turnaround in our direction, that we come to you. We come to you, and we draw the very strength we need today to stand. Even if it seems trivial, I tell you, we need you, and we thank you that you're so willing to meet us where we're at and to lift us to new places. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.